You're listening to Connecting the Universe from Mike Ricksecker and ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Welcome, everybody, to Connecting the Universe. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker back at you with another episode out of the secret library of the Connected Universe. We have a fascinating show this evening, something that people are really, really interested in. Class, I should say. It is an interactive class. We're diving into the world of shadow people, trying to make sense of this extremely strange phenomenon. It's something that at Parasycon, uh, the Parasycon event this past weekend in Ohio that I was asked a lot of questions about. Uh, people have a lot of different opinions. I was shown photos of actually some pretty interesting phenomena. And so I thought I would take this opportunity, piggybacking off of that, to dive into uh, this particular topic. Um, it's one that... Um, Yes, yeah, had people perplexed for literally millennia. But before we do get into all of that wonderful stuff, and I do see that uh, Tom McNicholas is, uh, is in the house, as is Jennifer. Uh, wonderful to see you all down there. Um, do want to let no those know that are listening to the audio podcast version of this later on that you are welcome to join us every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m., ConnectedUniversePortal.com. I'm going to be playing a lot of video clips this evening. A lot of times I also do include a number of photos, slides, things like this. You can watch this in its full entirety, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, ConnectedUniversePortal.com, which also... It's a membership site. There's a 30-day free trial. Uh, gets you a lot of great stuff. So besides the uh, weekly interactive class here, sneak peek and behind-the-scenes videos, monthly Q&As, exclusive articles, insider travel vlogs like Egypt, Ireland, American Southwest, all of this and more, ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Also, the, uh, for those that are members of the portal for the class, you guys watching on YouTube, you're getting an hour's worth of content, but there is a pre-show and there is the after party at the end that you can come and check out if you're a member of the portal. Uh, I do want to let those know that our members of the portal get the app. You will get those notifications right on your phone when we go live, crank things up. Uh, anytime we make posts out there in the community area, you will know. Also, uh, just real quick, number of things coming up here. Number of things. Well, a couple of things. Uh, Bell Mansion event that is a Connecting the Universe, the event. Uh, this is really a four-part series uh, covering stargates, portals, ancient symbolism, the Egypt-Atlantis connection, triangle areas of the world, consciousness and time travel. A lot of great material we will be covering over a four-hour period. You can check that out. My uh, link on my website, MikeRicksecker.com. It's June 10th. Bell Mansion, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Come out and join us. Also, uh, we have the Stargates of Egypt tour that is coming up next April. That information is also out there uh, on my website. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into the class question. What do you think shadow people really are? Spirits, interdimensional beings, ETs, something else? Well, we have a, a couple of uh, responses to that. Jeanette Kemp said a mix of all of that which, um, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that and more. <laughs> Tom, and I also agree with uh, Tom McNicholas here, 
Uh, he says, I believe there are time travelers occurred in some point in time. Yes, they can also be time travelers. So my new book, Travels Through Time, is coming out here this August. I do touch on the relationship between time travel and shadow people. Of course, I covered, I mean, I have an entire book, Walk in the Shadows, Complete Guide to Shadow People, uh, that covers this topic extensively. But my other works, um, like Alaska's Mysterious Triangle and the new one coming out, Travels Through Time, uh, also dive into this as well. So, um, so it's an ongoing discussion. And uh, it, we are going to keep discussing this probably for a while because we still truly, as we get into it, uh, you know, I've always said this. We don't truly know what a shadow person is until we sit down with one and talk with one. You know, have that little like heart to heart, you know, interview uh, the, the shadow being. But I think we're going to find that they're all a little bit different anyway. Um, I already have some comments uh, coming in down here. Uh, Sarah Yusuf is in the house. Uh, great to see you. And Sarah also says, uh, yeah, all of the above. Yep. Uh, yes. And we will be discussing this for the rest of our lives. Probably. We probably will. Uh, and Judy Wilson says that two shadow people stories, both involving dogs. Yes, you can have, uh, shadow pets, shadow animals. Those are a legitimate phenomena. Uh, person I refer to on that one a lot, uh, is Rob Guthrie, psychic medium. Uh, he deals with a lot of pet communication. Uh, he's also, uh, works in, uh, on the side in, in animal rescue. And so, uh, he has a number of fascinating stories about shadow pets that are included in, a walk in the shadows. So, uh, yeah, again, this really kind of stems off of the uh, Parasycon event. I do encourage people to come out and join us next year. It's going to be in May again next year. Ohio State Reformatory there in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, absolutely wonderful building, a lot of history. Shawshank Redemption was, uh, was filmed there, as well as some other movies. And uh, it is really like one of the most well-run organized events uh, that you can imagine. Uh, Greg and Kathy Fakatic do a fantastic job uh, with that event. So uh, a lot of these, well, really the inspiration for this uh, particular topic this evening comes from that, the different people that uh, approached me that had questions, comments, photos, all that wonderful stuff. Um, did even have one person uh, ask me, uh, and this was a really a compliment, and I appreciate this. Um, because we run this Connecting the Universe interactive class, uh, if I am a professor. Um, and, and I really took that as a compliment of, um, you know, what I've been trying to do here for, for many, many years. And so um, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm not. But um, author, researcher, you know, worked over 30 years in, in IT was kind of the, um, the trade that I was in for a long time. But um Heather, again, I thank you for that one. Um, see that uh, Helen Espinosa is down in the house. Uh, Crow email, uh, great to see you. I had so many experiences seeking shadow spiders. That is interesting. Shadow spiders, yes. Um, uh, Don Francisco has a fascinating uh, shadow spider story in the, if I point the, sorry, it's not quite a mirror. There we go. <laughs> no hawk in the shadows. Yeah, the book is back there. Um, within that book. So, all right. So I do want to kind of get into what, um, I have a number of video clips this, this evening to show. Uh, I want to start here with some comments from, uh, that were from the Shadow Dimension. We're going to be playing clips from the Shadow Dimension docuseries, which is running on Tubi TV and uh, the Roku channel right now, as well as a number of other streaming platforms, smaller in nature. Um, Amazon Prime picked it up. It's not running on there yet. Just kind of waiting for them to release it there. Um, so we're going to be playing some clips from the first two episodes of that. And uh, also a couple of clips from my interview with Regina Meredith on Open Minds and Gaia TV. I put the links on the YouTube side down in the description below. So you guys can uh, check the, those out following this. But uh, kind of piggybacking on what Jeanette uh, Kemp had said there, like all of the above. Uh, this is a great quote, episode one from The Shadow Dimension, and I actually use this quote now. Uh, and I, I, 
shamelessly steal it from Mark Anthony, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, he says, we may very well be dealing with several different entities, several different species using a similar energetic modality in order for them to communicate or to visit what we call Earth. So the idea that, you know, everything's frequency, resonance, vibration, and that these entities that appear around us many times in shadow forms may be many, many different things, but because of the resonance, frequency, vibration that they are appearing to us, they appear to us at that frequency that we can actually see them with our eyes. Remember, our eyes only seem to a very, very narrow band. And sometimes these, sometimes these things kind of leak through, but many, many different things around us and in many different dimensions as well. And then also uh, from Mary Marshall, she says, we do a disservice to ourselves in the field by trying to find out what is this, and then this is the answer, and this is the only answer. There's multiple answers, and there's a lot of different ways to view this phenomenon. Um, and there's not just one simple answer. And I'll be on a, like a lot of you know, podcasts, live stream shows, television shows, what have you. And I'll just get asked the very basic, simple question, what is a shadow person? And it's like, how much time do you have? Because that's not just a you know two-line answer or what have you. Uh, because they can be many, many different things. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play this clip from uh, Open Minds with Regina Meredith uh, that air that aired on Gaia TV. Well, it's still there. You know, you get the uh, subscription. You can go watch it. Again, I have the link below on the YouTube channel, and uh, and and we actually address this right off the bat. Um, there are shadow people of other forms. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about some of the other kind of quirky right. ones like the hat people and black-eyed children right. and all that a little later. But um, these can be from other places, mm -hmm. other planets that can phase in, shift frequencies. They can be from other dimensions, right? Absolutely. They, yeah. yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, they could absolutely be from other planets. Some of these are certainly ETs. Yes. Some of them are ultra-terrestrial, something that's actually here indigenous to Earth. Yes. that are just from, again, what we would call another dimension. Some of these are actually time slips where we're seeing another point in time that's permeating to through uh, to this time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that means that we need to start embracing the fact that Earth itself is multidimensional and we're the Earth species for the third slash fourth dimension. <laughs> that's it. There are many Absolutely. other species that are of Earth in her other dimensions, right? Yeah, absolutely. There are, you know, we, in our theoretical physics, up to 11 dimensions, and I think we fail to ask the question, are there other beings and entities living within these other dimensions? And I would say absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I, and again, kind of like what I said right there, I don't think we ask that question, okay, we are in the fourth dimension of time fifth dimension above us that would be outside of time. That's a big part of my next book. But yeah, our physics, our theoretical physics shows that there are uh, up to 11 dimensions. Some will say 10, but 11th is there's a zero dimension that some people recognize, which is a point. You have a point, a line, a plane, 3D object, time, and so forth. But I think we forget to ask ourselves if there are other dimensions, then there should be other beings, organisms, these sorts of things that could possibly be living within these other dimensions. And I say possibly, but I would say probably, most likely, almost definitely, so forth and so forth. Um, and so, again, there's so many things around us that we don't normally see. And while that could be you know, on a specific wavelength that our eyes can't see, it could also be within another dimension that we just really have no access to. And every once in a while, we get a glimpse of it when it actually comes into our dimension. Uh, Michio Kaku in the Shadow Person episode that I did with Ancient Aliens uh, aired what, a year and a half ago now, um, had a great analogy for that in that, okay, imagine a fish and 
the fishes in the pond, all it recognizes is the world that is the pond. And that's its dimension. You'd call it the, you know, second dimension, third dimension, whatever you want to call it. That is its own dimension is the pond. But if you were to take that fish up out of the pond into our world, which would be like a dimension above the pond, you know, it, it would be completely amazed, flabbergasted, has no idea, no concept of what that type of world is like. And so we have those things around us that, again, we don't normally see. So normally what I do is I, like during my uh, presentations I do at conferences and things like that, is I start breaking down like individual uh, types of shadow entities like, uh, you know, human figure, hat person, hooded figures, myths, whiffs, uh, crawlers, all these different things. I'm not going to get into all that this evening. You can actually find a lot of that type of material here uh, within the channel on YouTube. There's a lot of material on Connected Universe Portal. There's even a class that I have, full-blown class on the Connected Universe Portal, which, by the way, will be going on sale tomorrow uh, for, for Memorial Day weekend. So be on the lookout for the posts on that sale um, through Monday. Um, you get 25% off of that uh, particular class. That class and the Egypt class uh, both would be 25% off. Um, so I'm not going to do that. I will play, however, the story from the shadow dimension when I talk about my first encounter with a shadow entity. I've had many. Uh, the first one was very, very significant, and I had a hypnosis session that followed it that's going to be part of Shadow Dimension Season 2. And we'll talk about that after I play this clip. Shadow entities are some of the most enigmatic and mysterious phenomena that we know of in the supernatural world. And I get asked quite often where my interest in this phenomenon came from, basically where I got my start. And it all goes back to when I was a child and I was about eight years old. And the house I lived in, I would never say was haunted. However, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and there was this tall, dark figure standing in the corner of my room. And of course, I had no idea at the time that you called it a shadow person or anything like that. Uh, I just thought there was an intruder in the house and it was about to kill me. But of course, I'm still alive to tell the tale. What it ended up doing after that was really unusual and quite different than most other shadow person stories that have been related to me over the many years that I've been researching this phenomenon. And what it did is it approached my bed, leaned over, grabbed me by the wrists, and crossed my arms across my body. Now, during this time, I'm trying to scream. My mouth opens up and nothing comes out. I'm completely frightened. And I'm looking up into this black, basically blank face. And there's no eyes, no nose, no mouth, no features whatsoever. It is just a black entity, for lack of a better term. I would say person, but I don't think it was a, a person. What it did after it crossed my arms like that is it ended up running off down the hall. And I turned my head from where I was laying and watched it run off down the hall and of all things into a closet. I have no idea why it went into the closet. Well, at that point, I found my voice, found my legs, ran off to my parents' bedroom. And of course, you know, my parents are, you know, very nice, kind parents, and they're trying to console me again. I was about eight years old. And they're telling me that I had just had a bad dream. Well, I know I hadn't had a bad dream. I was awake for this whole thing. I had woken up from, I have no idea what in the world I was dreaming of at the time. But, you know, I woke up and I saw this thing. This thing was in my room. I felt it touch me. And that's something I get asked a lot. What did it feel like when it touched you? Because people wonder, okay, did it feel cold? Did it feel electric? You know, I mean, really, it just felt like somebody was taking me by the wrists. You know, it, it didn't feel like anything special or anything like that. Um, at least, you know, not that I can recall. Again, I was very frightened at the time, you know, being how young that I was. All right, again, that is from the Shadow Dimension. You, we also have a website, shadowdimension.com, so you can uh, you know, check out 
uh, several links there. I know that uh, some people from overseas have like trying to get onto Tubi or something like that. Or I can't get on Tubi from overseas. Uh, Filmzy uh, is one of those links for people who want to watch it overseas. I've known people from um, Israel, Belgium, some other countries like that. Uh, the Filmzy apparently is a Slovakian streaming service so um that's that's one option there for for people that you know might be in europe middle east other parts of the world in any case uh we do have some uh comments down here um yeah tom says like in the movie poltergeist you may have been taken to another dimension it's kind of where we're going to go here uh talking about the hypnosis session and uh sarah asked mike would you consider doing more hypnosis sessions to explore more possibilities uh yeah you know i i would certainly consider doing that um, part of the hypnosis session was a past life regression, which was fascinating. And then from there, we got into uh, this, this particular incident, and we were actually able to channel this entity. So, um, so what we did here is actually a photo of me in the hypnosis session. I know, oh, hey, hey, it's Mike asleep. <laughs> it kind of looks like I'm asleep there. Uh, but I'm actually uh, under hypnosis. And this was a, uh, a remote session is, is the way we did that uh, for this particular one. And, um, you know, what was fascinating about it is, like I said, we were able to actually channel the actual entity that I had encountered during that time. Now, some people may say, well, you know, Mike, it was like, you know, 35, 40 years, something like that between the hypnosis session and, um, and the event, uh, closer to 40 years, <laughs> aging myself here. And um, yeah, that might be true. But you gotta remember, something that is from uh, another dimension may not be in the same river, you know, of time that we are stuck in. So like anything, we are in the fourth dimension. Anything that's like in the fifth and beyond, time is more of like an object to it. It can kind of slip in and out of there at will. Um, I'm not going to get into stack time theory tonight, but I encourage you. Travels through time coming out in August. <laughs> Slip that in there. Um, but basically what I discovered, well, we discovered, um, Ariano Corsino, who was the hypnotherapist that worked with me on this, um, you know, as we relived this experience, what was fascinating was I got to see the entire event from the perspective of the shadow. I was standing in the corner of my bedroom, and there I was during this hypnosis session, tall, and looking down onto my little eight-year-old self. So I was kind of mind-blown just from that. And, you know, there's my little eight-year-old self looking up at me, me in the hypnosis session, mouth open, trying to scream. And I could feel the emotions of, of the shadow being. It felt bad. It, it was not trying to scare me. Did not realize at first that I could actually see it. And when it did the whole crossing of my arms like that, when it came over and, and grabbed my arms across them like that, it was thinking that it was trying to give me a self-hug. That's what I thought, you know. Cross my heart, and I could actually see from that perspective that it patted my wrists, and then it took off to get out of there so it would stop scaring me. So it was a fascinating different perspective of that particular event. So then, of course, you know, Ariana is asking questions like, "Okay, so you know, why are you here? You know, who are you? Why are you here? That sort of stuff." So basically, this was you know, a being from a different dimension. And it was kind of, a, it, it actually didn't use the word dimension. When she asked, where are you from? It said, I'm from another space. And of course, she followed up by asking, okay, well, do you mean another dimension? And it responded with, well, you might call it another dimension, but really it's another space. So that kind of tells us right there that our concept of what dimensions are is still limited. There's more to it. Um, you know, if you have this being who's able to travel in and out of them, apparently, um, you know, kind of correcting us in that moment, saying, well, it's different than what you think. And then, of course, you know, why? And basically, it was studying humanity. And it was there 
on that particular night to study a little boy sleeping at night. So, um, so yeah, it was absolutely fascinating to get those type of answers. So interdimensional being in this particular case, there are many different things. Again, we go back to the beginning, many different things that they can be. They can be ETs, they can be human spirits, they can be time slips. We'll get into that here um, in, in a moment. I'm going to play a clip here from uh, my friend Johnny Enoch, esoteric researcher, who's with me uh, there on the Alaska Triangle. We've gone to Egypt together, all that stuff. I do see that we have some questions and comments uh, here. So, um, and Judy's asking, did it make any noise when it ran down the hall and did it open the door of the closet, then go in, or did it fade into the door? Um, I don't recall any noise that it made. I do believe from my recollection of it that it opened the door and went in through the door. Now, why did it need to open the door if it disappeared in there and off into some other dimension? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but opening the door, yeah. Um, let's see. Dina says, growing up in a haunted house, I thought they were some sort of spirit entity for years and years. Since then, after years and years, I became aware with their help, I feel that some, at least in my case, were indeed ETs, aliens. Yes, some are actually extraterrestrials in a number of different aspects. Like some can be physical beings from a craft using some sort of cloaking device that doesn't quite adhere with our uh, eyes. Maybe they don't quite understand our physiology. Instead of seeing nothing, we see a shadow or some people re uh, report a shimmer person. Some ETs can travel interdimensionally. Some can project their consciousness across the universe. There's a lot of different ways um, that it can be an ET. Um, and so that's that whole subject is almost like a discussion for another day. When I spoke at uh, UFO uh, Megacon almost two years ago now, um, I really like retooled my entire shadow person res uh, presentation to be on uh, ETs as shadow people. So it's certainly a, uh, certainly a thing. Um, and this is uh, interesting, uh, Alexa. Not that Alexa, don't do it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Alexa, stop. Should not have read off that name. <laughs> Sorry. Or should have unplugged that. Uh, that's what happens. But some of them are psychopomps. Yeah, that's a, an interesting comment there um, because I, I will get asked about um, like the Grim Reaper. And so um, you know, the Grim Reaper is, is not a shadow person. It's also not evil. So psychopomp is basically a guide to bring people over into the afterlife. So um, like Anubis would even be uh, a psychopomp. Um, Sharon would be a psychopomp. Grim Reaper, psychopomp. Um, so yeah, that's a, a interesting uh, comment. So, um, and then Carolyn, uh, yes, like it wanted me to have a hug. It wasn't going to hug me because um, I was already terrified, but it wanted me to feel safe. So um, in as a, you know, especially as a young child, uh, having that closeness like that is uh, uh, going to make you feel better. And then uh, this question here, the demon question. Um, I will say this. Yes, but very few. Most of these things are misunderstood. This is what I say. Shadow people in some ways are like humans and in this way they are where some humans are good some humans are bad some shadow people are good some shadow people are bad it really depends on the particular shadow most seem just rather benign they're neither good nor evil they're watching staring observing that sort of thing people tend to fear what they don't understand because it looks like a shadow they become scared of it um, but very very few but it is, they can, uh, of course, be, uh, happen. And, uh, good to see you, Jill. Good to see you down there. And yeah, Tom's did the same thing. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next clip from, from Johnny here. Uh, cause we got uh, several more clips in, um, already halfway through. About 13 years ago, I had a strange experience when I was coming home one Saturday afternoon. It was in the middle of the day. I, I walked up to the master bedroom and I was gonna get changed after being out for the better half of the day. And 
as I go up there, I, I turn on the light uh, over for the master bedroom and the walk-in closet, which were sort of adjacent to where the bed and everything was. The windows were open, the light was coming in, it was broad daylight. Uh, this wasn't at night or anything dark or spooky or anything like that. And as I walk into the room, all of a sudden, I see these three beings appear behind the door and they have this strange sort of substance to them. It's almost like I can see them. I can see an outline of them. They're sort of transparent, yet I, I know that there's a very ominous presence to them. I can feel them. I, I know they're there. And uh, it's such a strong, overpowering feeling that I can feel it into my very being. And all of a sudden, I, I start backing up further and further away as they're approaching me. They start to come towards me. And as this is happening, I, I find myself going up into the back of the bed. I'm pushing myself up there against the duvet and everything, going back up against the wall. And I'm telling them they have to leave. I'm using like anything I can say, like you have to go now, you know, go to the light, whatever you can say. And the strange thing is, is that this was not just like an ordinary ghost or an apparition or anything like that. These were very clearly what people have described as shadow beings. Uh, over the years, I had heard people talk about shadow beings and I kind of dismissed it. And I thought, ah, you know, those are just stories that people tell. But I most very clearly saw these beings. Uh, and as they started to approach me, they started getting closer and closer. They came almost up to the end of the bed. And at that point, I was like, what are they going to do something to me? Because I, I legitimately felt them. I was I was terrified in that moment. And uh, as I finally said one more time again, go now. This click took place in the master bedroom where the light shut off, like physically shut off, like someone like snapped the switch to the, the light switch and the light went off to the walk-in closet and into the bathroom that was connected to the master bedroom. I start yelling in the middle of the day, people come up from the, the lower half of the house. Uh, my ex who I was living with at the time, they come up and they're, they're, they're all like shaken up. They're like, what's going on? What's happening? And I, there I am white as a ghost. I had just seen and encountered these shadow beings. Yeah, fascinating story from Johnny. And this is a guy, he's he's not, um, I, I would say he's not paranormal centric. So he didn't come out of like ghost hunting, paranormal investigations and that sort of thing. He's an esoteric researcher. Uh, he does more of like ancient symbolism, uh, you know, stuff with ancient Egypt, kind of you know, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing more of lately. And, uh, you know, he's a student of Manly P. Hall and, and all that sort of stuff. But he, you know, had one of these experiences. And I saw that. And, and Judy, I know this story answered your question, like you said, but I'm going to, uh, you know, for the uh, podcast later. Uh, are there any shadow people that come around in the daylight? Yeah, just like with any of this uh, paranormal activity, these things happen all times during the day uh, yeah, with the paranormal shows, they do everything at night. Cause you know, for one is, you know, kind of spooky and all that sort of thing. And there are some reasons for doing paranormal investigations at night. You know, the uh, noise pollution is down. Uh, you don't have as many, you know, shadows from the sun, depending on what's going on in the sun, things like that. Uh, but it's more for, uh, you know, atmosphere, you know, we're in a creepy house late at night sort of thing, but you know, paranormal activity, supernatural activity, uh, visitations, they happen any time of day or night. Um, in fact, you know, when, when we do investigations at like, uh, you know, a historic museum that had once been, you know, somebody's house or whatever, um, you know, the, the, the docents there, the, uh, maybe museum curators or whatever, you know, whatever it is, it will tell us all these fascinating stories of things that happened there. It, but they've been, you know, working during the day. Most of the stories actually come out of the daytime while they're there working. So, um, all right. I do want to play uh, Johnny's assessment of what uh, a lot of these uh, entities are. And this is all these clips here are out of the Shadow Dimension docuseries. Again, I have uh, those links down there below in the description on the on the YouTube side. I tend to think that these were interdimensional beings. 
I've heard people talk about ghosts and spirits, apparitions, and what their encounters are like. And I've even seen sort of a ghostly figure before when I've stayed in castles in Europe. I've, I've you know, seen things out of the corner of my eyes. These beings, I would describe the encounter as much different. There, there's something about them that it was like, what is this? Who are they? I, I tend to think they're from another dimensional space. We know now that we live in a multiverse. In fact, we live in a multi-dimensional multiverse. And how we know that is through something known as the Wilkinson's Microwave Anisotropy Probe, or the WMAP scan for short. And what it tells us is that the radioactive background of our universe has these patterns in the background, these circuitous patterns. And these patterns are indicative that our universe is replicating itself. Not only is it expanding, it's growing, and as you mentioned, there is this universe that has existed before it, but there's other universes. And what we now believe in our cosmological theories, in our theoretical physics, is that we live in a vast ocean full of universes with these little bubbles, and they're all connected. I call it a gravitational uh, distortion that can cause us to peer into other dimensions other than our own or other time periods, basically peer into different space and time. The real question we have to ask ourselves is, where are these shadow beings coming from? Are they in a dimensional space from our universe? Could they be traversing here from other universes? And so, yeah, a little little clip there with uh with mary marshall in there as well so uh, both of them will be back for shadow dimension season two uh it's in post-production right now and uh should be out uh, by the end of this year that's the that's the goal <laughs> once the uh, book is out and we'll finish off shadow dimension season two and uh boom and yeah you're getting a lot of the uh video clips tonight my voice is still recovering a bit from this past weekend's event uh, at the, the Paris Icon event. So um, I know there are some uh, comments in here. Uh, Carolyn asking, are we essentially surrounded by other life forms which are imperceptible to most of us outside the spectrum of visible light? And so uh, the, the quick answer to that is yes. However, um, it comes down to frequency resonance and vibration. On, you know, most occasions, yeah, we we don't see them because, yes, they are on different uh, spectrums of light or their energy is resonating at a different frequency. But sometimes that bleeds over into our reality and we get a glimpse of them. And so I saw that uh, above. Sarah had uh, said, don't forget to talk about mineral springs because that was an interesting account of shadow perception and resonance. And what she means by that, she's familiar with the story and she's reminding me to talk about it. And Tom McNicholas down in the chat was also there. Uh, Mineral Springs Hotel, Alton, Illinois. Uh, paranormal investigation. I'll do this one real quick because I actually was not expecting to talk about this one this evening with the other clips that we have. But um, it was after an uh, event that we had put together investigating. few of us left. We're in the top corner abandoned part of the hotel in the suite that, there, that was there. Uh, it was a confirmed suicide that was in that room doing an EVP session. And from down the hall, all of a sudden we start hearing some noise. Okay, what's going on down there? Walk out, go down the, uh, the hall. It's kind of like a Y. Looking down the, the one hall and uh, did a Y. <laughs> it's an L. <laughs> um, looking down the one hall and seeing the shadow smoke uh, that's coming out. Now, didn't think of shadow. I just was thinking smoke. Okay, what, what's going on down there? You know, something burning. Didn't smell it. Um, but it's coming closer and closer. It's just, you know, amorphous smoke. And as it's coming down the hall, it starts to creep up uh, the wall on the right-hand side of the hall, and creep back down and creep back up. And uh, it's coming closer and closer. And suddenly, one of these times, as it creeps up that wall, it morphed into the apparition of a little girl. The others had caught up to me by then. There were five of us there for this, including Tom. And, you know, we're trying to coax the girl closer and closer. But she stopped at this one particular doorway in which there were several stories from the hotel of there being a little girl 
uh, within that room that would occupy there. And I'd investigated there many times, never saw her, never interacted with her before, not even EVP or anything like that. But yet there she was. And we all saw her a little bit differently. So I saw her fully formed from her head down to about her knees, and then she started to dissipate away. Others saw her fully formed at her feet, and then she started to dissipate away at the head. And the reason for that is because we all have a different personal resonance. The human body resonates anywhere between about 9 to 16 hertz. Everybody's a little bit different. And even on a particular day, you may be a little bit different on that particular day. Well, these entities also have their own personal resonance as well. So depending on what her resonance was and what each of our own resonance had been at that moment, we're all going to see something a little bit differently. That's why you go on like some of these investigations, you're standing right next to somebody and you see something plain as day and they don't or vice versa. It's really interesting. So um, on that note, as we're talking about different types and forms of shadows that was you know the shadow smoke obviously a human spirit in that particular case um this is another one from uh open minds Gaia tv again link is below uh in the description uh talking about time slips and doppelgangers and another fascinating topic when uh we we look at this dealing with shadows um, are, are time slips, something that can bleed through from another moment in time. So I personally believe uh, time is all concurrent, past, present, future, all yes. happening at the same time. And I've heard some fascinating stories that some people would consider them like a doppelganger type story. Um, there's a fascinating story by uh, the famous German poet Goethe, where he talks about seeing, essentially seeing himself walking down the street from the other side, not realizing yes. at first, but years later yeah. realizing, wait a minute, that was myself. You know, so, but people would call that a doppelganger. It was not. It's some sort of time slip. And a story that was re related to me uh, a couple years ago now was um, this young man, when he was a small child, had walked into the kitchen, saw a tall, dark, hooded figure standing by the kitchen table, scared him to death. He ran out of the room. Years later, he's in the kitchen. He's at the table. He's making himself a sandwich. He's wearing a hoodie. And all of a sudden in the doorway, he sees this smaller shadow person walk into the room <laughs> and then run back out and it hits him. Wait a minute. That was me. So, you know, what happened there? It was some sort of slip in time and it only manifested itself as a shadow, not as, you know, any full being in that moment. Yeah, that story is absolutely fascinating to me. That is in the new book, Travels Through Time, uh, I, I did include it in the second edition of A Walk in the Shadows, but I break it down even more in Travels Through Time, which, again, coming out in August. And I have to do this because <laughs> I saw her down there. Uh, Pungai Fungi. <laughs> Great to see you. Been a long time. Uh, but the comments, shadow people do show up in daytime, but indoors. Uh, also outdoors, too. Um, I have several accounts of people seeing uh, shadow entities like out in the woods during the day and, and things like that. Actually, um, for those of you that are familiar with uh, Brittany Crabb, uh, she shared a for Shadow Dimension Season 2. She shared uh, her account of a shadow person outside in the woods during the day uh, when she was a girl that her and her friend experienced. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, you know, the idea that some of these are actually time slips and incorporating into that, into the whole, uh, doppelganger aspect. So, uh, new book is, has an entire chapter called the doppelganger effect. And it's really, really fascinating how, you know, not just with shadows and you know, the one as a shadow, um, really, really opened up, um, the different possibilities of what these things are. Um, you know, but the fact that, you know, when, some people are, you know, seeing themselves uh, in a particular moment that, uh, you know, we go down the whole, okay, doppelganger, evil, evil twin, that sort of thing. But it really could just be some alternate moment in time that we're getting a bit of an overlap. And I've talked many times on uh, Time Slip at the Conjuring House, which Andrea Perrin uh, has basically labeled as the most significant thing that ever happened there, uh, where uh, you know her mother got to see a uh, 
17th century family there in the house. And they turned and looked at her as if she was the ghost. So you had two moments in time, they're looking at each other. And that can actually be what some of these shadows are. So that, uh, that, that story that was on Jim Harold's uh, podcast that was on a couple of years ago. And he shared that story with me from uh, somebody that uh, he had interviewed and, uh, and shared that account. Really, really fascinating. So there's the question earlier about, I have 15 minutes, so we're going to try to get these last two in. There's a, the question earlier about demons. And the whole final chapter of my book, A Walk in the Shadows, is on, you know, are they evil? Because a lot of people believe, you know, they see a shadow person, it, it's demonic, it's an energy vampire, it's going to do these mean, nasty, nefarious things. Yes, some of them are, but not all. And so I've been working to try to dispel that it really comes down to the particular shadow and what their intentions are when you have those that are like oh they're the you know most evil of all evil things the darks of the darks you might have had an experience here and an experience there where yes that was the case but no uh not always and so i'm going to play this account from victoria monday my co-host is from edge of the rabbit hole she shared an account story on episode two of the shadow dimension which by the way for those that are wondering about uh edge of the rabbit hole you heard a rumor that it's coming back yes next month in june um third week is what we're looking at june 21st so in any case here here's victoria i feel that it is possible to build a relationship with a shadow person when i was doing the ghost tours out in old town spring they would always tell me, um, hey, when you're done with your tour, come on over and we'll do the paranormal. You can do the investigation with us. I'm like, okay, sure. And this was like really the first time and I was all excited. I'm going to do a paranormal investigation. Old Town Spring was basically, a, it was just a stop on the road, really. It's where the, uh, the railroad workers would stay when they were actually building the railroad. And so, of course, they had like places where they would camp. And then there were a couple of small buildings. And then there was one building that was really, really well constructed right close to the railroad tracks. And that was actually the kitchen. So part of the investigation that we would do is we could actually go in to that uh, building because it was uh, always repurposed. First, it was the uh, the cookhouse, and then it became um, the ice house after the railroad was finished. And of course, it being the wild west town that it was, it um, kind of became the morgue too. You know, they'd put the people on the ice. You're like, scoot over, sir. I need it fill up a bucket. So they would chisel off the ice. And so they believe that's one of the hauntings in the town is because their spirits were kind of moved around the town. So I was all excited to go in and learn about this. And so I was in the ice house with um, the girl who was leading the investigation. So we're out there at midnight and you can hear somebody walking around the ice house. I'm like, oh. And so we were in the ice house and you could hear somebody walking around out there and we were away from everybody else. There's nobody else in that town. We were standing there with all of our tools and everything and the light broke. And so I naturally looked over and I saw a shadow go by. I was like, oh, I hear somebody out there. There's somebody out there. And she's like, nope, nope, there's nobody out there. Sure enough, he comes around the other door. The light breaks again. I look over there. I'm like, okay, there is somebody over there. So I run outside and I'm looking for someone because there is no way because it's it's gravelly over there. You know, it's part of the railroad. And you could hear someone walking on the gravel. It's very distinct, very loud, like a large, heavy man. I run out there. There's nobody around. I run to the other side. There's nobody around. And you could tell if somebody was there because... There's no place to go, really. I came back in and I said, okay, there was somebody out there, but I don't know who it was. A few minutes later, he goes by again. I said, oh my God, he is so tall. Did you see him that time? And she goes, yeah, I saw him. So he's so tall, I can't even see his head. You know, he reminds me of my grandpa because my grandfather was huge, huge, huge. And he, uh, he was a welder and he wore overalls and that's what the man had on. And we would go to other parts of the town and you could hear, hear him walking. And then you would see the shadows on the buildings. You know, somebody was casting a huge shadow nobody is out there so i was saying well maybe he's like my grandpa he just kind of protects me so whenever i would walk around on these investigations one two sometimes three o'clock in the morning just a handful of us little gals out there with our our equipment and our k2s and everything and i felt like he was protecting me kind of because there was one night i was leading a tour and we were going to go in the ice house pitch black dark moon can't see anything and i start to walk in and something hits me on top of the head so hard i doubled over and I just knew I walked into a board or something. So I bent over and I might've said an expletive or something. 
And I stood up and I was like, man, and I was looking, I had my phone and I was looking around for the board and the man behind me goes, you almost walked into that spider web. And it was a huge spider web across the door, big old spider in it too. So I am quite confident it was him. Yeah, so Victoria there, uh, believing that that particular shadow that she saw all the time was more of a protective shadow of her rather than something more nefarious. And and again, with that little girl, you know, we're talking about a little girl, human spirit that had been shadow smoked there for a moment and turned into a little girl apparition. Uh, fascinating story in the uh, in a walk in the shadows is um, basically a mother who kept seeing, she had a very sick child, kept seeing this black shadow going to her, her room. She thought it was a harbinger of death. Uh, but when they went to the doctors and they'd been going to the doctor for a while, can't run the same test, run the same test, run the same test. And, um, you know, nothing was helping. So um, this one particular time, they're in the doctor's office, run the same test again. And all of a sudden the doctor turns his head as if somebody's whispering to his ear, turns back around and says, let's run these other tests. They did, discovered that it was actually something else. They were able to treat the boy. He was fine. Never saw the shadow again. Now, she believes, this is the mother's assessment, that this particular shadow was actually there in the room, although they couldn't see it at the time, to tell the doctor what to do. So in other words, like the shadow was going into the boy's bedroom, assessing what was wrong, figured it out, told the doctor, and they were able to treat it. So... um that's you know a case of a shadow entity actually being rather benevolent. So saw a uh, comment up here from Sharon. She says, "I wonder if the the glimmer creatures are a type of shadow person." And um, I would say that related, you know, some sort of interdimensional being, perhaps, or you know, perhaps it is one of these entities that depending how they end up resonating into our dimension. Maybe sometimes they resonate as a shadow. Sometimes they resonate. You said glimmer. Uh, some people call it like a shimmer person sort of thing. So that is one possibility. And um, I also saw a comment way up ab above uh, earlier about like fairies and things like that. So um, in that sense, with those types of entities over the centuries over the millennia um we've kind of taken the same type of phenomenon and related it to you know some sort of myth or lore or something like that so you know a lot of the same things that would happen to people when you had the fairy lore and the different stories about fairies like abductions time loss that sort of stuff we now attribute to things like ets or shadows so we may actually be talking about these same entities that have been with us all along, but we're attributing a different characteristic onto it now, like a different, you know, physical characteristic where before they were fairies, you know, then, you know, well, shadows have always been with us. And we're going to get into that here in just a second, because we're going to do the, the history clip. Shadows have always been with us. Um, but now it's like ETs and, and that sort of thing. So, um, so let me go ahead and play the history clip because we are getting down to um, you know, the end of our hour. And this one's a little bit more of a lengthy clip, but uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting information in here about the history of shadow entities. Shadow people go all the way back into ancient history. This is not a new phenomenon. And it's not like we just suddenly you know, discovered, oh, there are these shadow entities and decided to name them a, you know, a certain term. Uh, the term shadow people goes all the way back uh, into you know, the spiritualism movement. They were using it quite extensively back then. You hear the stories of Madame de Esperance and what she actually called shadow people uh, in her haunted house that she grew up in, in which she stated would protect her from the ghosts that were there. She was actually more scared of the ghosts, the apparitions that she saw, than the actual shadow entities. Now, as she grew older, she moved out of that house and moved on, had a family and whatnot. Experiences with those shadow people in a different household uh, were not as kind and benevolent. So, you know, her opinion in some ways changed over the years, not toward the shadow people she experienced when she was a child, but shadow people in general, 
her opinion changed because the entities that she interacted with or experienced as an adult were doing different things than the ones that she experienced as a child. So not all shadow entities are alike. And so we can't just compartmentalize everything into, you know, just a one and done. They're all evil. They're all dark. No, they all have a varying degree, like with humans, of whether or not they're good or evil. And there's just really a lot of gray area here. But we see back as far as ancient Sumer, where shadow entities are reported there. And this we see in the form of the demon known as Alu. And yeah, I understand it's a quote-unquote demon, but you have to understand with demons back then and the way they classified things, not all demons were evil. Now, Alu seems to be a more nefarious kind because he would hover over people at night. Uh, he was known as a binding demon. So you're seeing the idea of like old hag syndrome, sleep paralysis, that sort of thing here. Uh, and that was imparted onto this demon known as Alu. And he was a type of Udug. And a Udug could be a good or bad demon. And now that concept of a good demon is a little bit foreign to us, but what you would do back then is you would invoke a good demon to basically battle against or ward against the uh, bad demon. So you would have this good versus evil uh, all the way back in ancient times with these shadow entities. Now in ancient Egypt, they had the idea, the concept of different parts of the soul. And with Egypt, there were seven different parts to the soul. And one of those was the kabit or the shadow part of the soul. And this would stay here on earth after the person had gone on into the afterlife. When we go back into our ancient history, we do have accounts going back into the ancient Babylonians where they could travel from this place into a dimensional space between worlds called the Plain of Sharon, like the Rose of Sharon. Now, in the ancient Egyptian texts, we know in the Fifth Dynasty Pyramid texts that we find over in Saqqara, they talk about a field of Mufkuts. There is this other space that you could say we can leave the body or go from these two worlds. So the Egyptians believed that at death, parts of the soul would start making that transition into the afterlife and their journey to the constellation Orion. However, the animating force behind the person, the, the Ka and the Kabit parts of the soul, the shadow part, would actually remain here on Earth to roam. So you can already start to see some of the supernatural aspects of this idea of the animating force being left on Earth to roam around at will. Some Native American cultures, like the Choctaw, actually had some similar concepts. Although not seven parts of the soul, they believed in two parts of the soul. So the Shalup was the inside shadow, and at death, this part would go on to the land of the ghosts, where the Shalombish was the, the outside shadow, and this was, again, left to roam around on Earth. All right, so that's a... Big chunk there from episode two of uh, Shadow Dimension season one. Uh, but, you know, really, really fascinating to me when you look back at, you know, all the legends and lore for, from cultures all over the world that we're not supposed to have connections to each other, all talking about the same type of phenomenon. Now, they may have had, uh, you know, different stories associated with it, but they're really all talking about the same thing, this shadow phenomenon. Uh, sleep paralysis, old hag syndrome. It's all it's all related. And I'm not getting into sleep paralysis tonight, although I have a lot, a lot of theories uh, about what is really happening there. And no, it's not the entity paralyzing you. Sleep paralysis, I'll get into it real quick here. Sleep paralysis is a real biological phenomenon. It's two different phenomena that happen to be happening at the same time because what's waking you up is the basically the presence of that entity there. So we each have a toroidal field of energy that surrounds us, so does it. And what we're feeling is its presence. That's what wakes us up. And sometimes we have the natural biological phenomena of sleep paralysis that happens. And of course, you know, we see something in, the, in our room, we get frightened because we think there's an intruder in the house, we suddenly can't move, we get frightened, adrenaline kicks in, all that. Again, a lot, lot more detail in my book and other uh, videos and uh, 
in classes and things that I have out here. So, all right, and we are really down here uh, in the last moments. Uh, so Dina says, I personally witnessed Faye and Elementals 2 as far as being different than Shadow Beans. Uh, awesome. Uh, Pungai, Fungi, Ghosts were used uh, to call shades a connection, perhaps. It's actually interesting is the word specter comes from the word spectrum, which, of course, uh, is a reference to light. So um, for those that are part of the Connected Universe portal that are members there, hang on. We have the after show after this. For those uh, that are on the public side on YouTube, we are going to have to say goodbye. But again, uh, please join us every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, ConnectedUniversePortal.com. We have all the wonderful information, uh, all the other material that is back there. Um, I do challenge you to try to complete that in the 30-day free trial uh, that is associated with that. So, oh, and for, for members, we do have the... Uh, uh, the Q&A video that is coming up, the monthly Q&A, so make sure you get your questions in for that. All right, public side. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Till next time, time really exists.